Sambonani, Bazalwane, Molweni, Baklobo, hello friends. Thank you for uh, watching this online service. I hope that you are well and blessed. We are a couple days into our nationwide lockdown here in South Africa. And um, if you have any specific prayer needs, please contact the number on your screen or one of our area leaders. We would love to know how we could care for you in this time or help you in this time if you need it. Uh, we are meeting as an eldership team every morning at 5 a.m. We have a WhatsApp prayer meeting. You are welcome to join that. And we are covering you, your family, and your business through this time. Um, I have a, a short word which I want to share with you. And um, my hope is that you will then get the I Connect, which is basically a sermon summary of what I'm going to share with you. And then find an online group where you can... Uh, meet with others online and discuss the word. I mean, we can't do it in person. Let's do it online. Uh, let's make use of all this amazing technology we've got and, and that you will uh, then connect and discuss and pray for one another. So without further ado, I want to get straight into the word. Um, there are two questions really that I want to answer in this time. And uh, the first is this, is, is COVID-19 God's judgment on the world. I know this question is going around and maybe there's been a lot of questions around this, but I want to speak into it and I want to show you like what the scriptures say about that. And then the second question is, does the church have the ability or can the church stop COVID-19? Which is really a question that talks about the, the authority and the ability of the church. And so I want to talk into that as well. So firstly, let's go to the first question this morning is, is COVID-19 God's judgment on the world? Um, the short answer to that is no. <laughs> it, is, it is not God's judgment on the world. And the reason why, I'm going to give you a few scriptures to show you why this is not God's judgment on the world. The first uh, comes from the passage in Luke 4 verse 18 to 19. In this passage, Jesus had just come up out of the wilderness uh, for a time of testing and he came under the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit and he walked into the synagogue and he read the scroll in Isaiah. And it's recorded in Luke 4 verse 18 what he read from Isaiah. And very significantly in that passage, he outlined uh, his life mission and what he came to accomplish. It was Isaiah 61 is a prophetic declaration of what the Messiah was going to come and do. And Jesus got up as the Messiah and he read it. And he said, today, the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. But what a lot of people miss about what Jesus did in that passage was when he was reading Isaiah, he stopped right in the middle of Isaiah 60, uh, chapter 61, verse 2. He stopped right in the middle. He, he ended by saying he had come to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And what he didn't carry on the saying was, and the day of vengeance of our God. Um, he deliberately stopped in the middle of that verse saying, my life mission what I've come to do is proclaim liberty to captives. I've come to uh, bring recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and declare the acceptable year of the Lord. And that's it. And he stopped right there. The acceptable year of the Lord is really uh, the year of Jubilee or the year of grace or the year of God's goodness towards mankind. And he deliberately did not say, I've come to bring 
the day of vengeance of our God. And so Jesus came to bring a new covenant uh, between man and God. It's a much better covenant than the old covenant. And what he did was he ushered in uh, a, a, an age of grace or a time of grace where, where God was going to put judgment on pause, where God was not going to judge the, the world until a particular time. And in, in that pause time, it's a time of grace. It's a time where we, God is there to help us, to save us, to deliver us, to, to uh, bring us the good news of salvation. And anyone who calls on him will be saved. That's the, the age and the time we're living in. We're not living in a time where God is judging the earth. Um, Jesus said this in John 12, verse 47. He said, I will not judge those who hear me, but don't obey me. For I have come to save the world and not to judge it. Uh, I don't think you can get more specific than that. And he carries on. He says, but all who reject me and my message will be judged on the day of judgment by the truth that I have spoken. So Jesus tells us that there will be a day of judgment, but it's not now. It's not now. There's a pause on judgment. That is really good news, people. That is like, I don't know if the, I don't know if we sometimes realize the, 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 the privilege we have of living under the new covenant. Um, that we live in a time, an age of grace where, where God is, his only disposition towards us is to save, redeem, heal, and deliver us. Um, and he's put judgment on hold for another day. Throughout the New Testament, it talks about judgment being reserved for the day of judgment or the day of wrath or the day of God's vengeance. And there's a day coming when God will judge the world. And, and you know, this might sound really bad, but I want us to, to really understand this, that uh, COVID-19 is, is nothing compared to the judgment of God. Um, I mean, I, you know, the, the judgment, when the day of judgment comes, we're not going to be like, oh, is this God? I don't know if this is God. Is this the result of the sin in the world? We, we, there will be no doubt that, that God is here and he's coming to judge the world. Uh, Paul said, knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men to turn to him. So he knew the day of judgment was coming and it was a motivator for him to, to preach the gospel and turn people to God. Um, so COVID-19 is, is, is not uh, God's judgment on the earth. Um, and, and, and so the question is, well, then what is this? What, how do we interpret this, what's going on, this pandemic, what's happening around the world. Um, the way we interpret this is, 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 is twofold. In COVID-19 is, is sickness. That's at its base. That's what it is. Okay. It's disease. It's sickness. And when we read the new Testament, we see that disease and sickness, um, as a result of two things, either it's evil spirits, in which case we see Jesus casting out demons and, people who were sick were healed, um, or sickness is just the result of living in a broken and falling world. So it's only those two reasons. When we look at the Bible, we see it's either the result of the demonic or it's the res just the result of living in a broken, fallen world. You know, not, not every time you get sick is, is there a demon involved. Not every time it's the devil who, who made you sick. We, we live in a world where there's bugs and there's viruses and it's not what it should be. Um, it's a dangerous place and, there's, and weather patterns change. And, and sometimes we get sick just because 
because our bodies are frail or because there's a bug or because we're stressed out or we're not eating correctly or it's, it's the result of the world we live in. We live in a fallen world. Um, there was this case where the disciples came to Jesus and they said, who sinned that this man was born blind? And, and their, their logic was this, was if there's no demon involved, then it must be God. God must be judging this man because of sin. And Jesus was very clear. He said, this is not a result of sin. This is not God's judgment. Um, there's another case in Luke chapter 13. You can read it in your own time where there were these two tragedies in Israel, where one tragedy was this uh, tower had fallen and kill, killed some people, and another one where uh, some people were murdered by Pilate, and people were talking about it, and like, why did this happen, and is this God's judgment, or what did they do, what sin did they commit, and, and Jesus spoke into the situation, and into those tragedies, and he, what he said was, what happened was not a result of sin and it was not God's judgment. Um, and he just warned everyone and he said, that's not the reason why this happened, but if you don't repent, you also will perish. And so Jesus basically alludes to the fact that there, this world is a fallen world and this world, there will be tragedy, there will be hardship, there will be uh, random accidents. There there is, this is a dangerous world. And this world is just a reminder that we need a savior. Um, and, he, and that's why the New Testament ex exhorts us, don't aim for this world, don't try and hold on to it, don't just spend all your time trying to grab hold of this life, this body, this thing that you have right now, it's temporal, it's passing away, um, rather go for something that's eternal and lasting. That's the whole message of the New Testament. So sickness is either demonic or it's the result of a fallen, broken world, and in the case of COVID-19, I think it's both. I do believe there's some sort of demonic attack behind this. I, the way COVID-19 has affected the church and our gatherings and um, all our missions and all our uh, conferences and crusades and stadiums that have been booked and all the prophecy about 2020 being a year where God's going to do something great in the church and all these prophecies come, all these expectations there and then suddenly like we can't meet together. We can't be in the same building. We can't do worship like we normally do it and it makes it, that for all of that is is a hint uh, to me of of the spiritual force behind this and so i think um i said this last week that we need to be awake and aware in this hour i believe god if this is demonic god can turn it to the good um, and he, you know, whatever the enemy means for harm god turns to the good for us there's a statement i want to share with you it was made by I Soruku Yamamoto, um, and that guy was an, an admiral in the Japanese Navy that was responsible for bombing Pearl Harbor. And he said these words, he said, I fear that all we have done is to awaken a sleeping giant. Um, I believe that COVID-19 could be the attack of the enemy uh, to try and stop the plans of God in 2020. But it could also be the very thing that awakens the sleeping giant called the church. Um, it could be the very thing that the church needs to get back to a life of prayer and faith in God. And so I want to turn our attention now to um, the role that we play as a church in this hour. And, and does the church have the ability to stop COVID-19? I want us to go to the book of Acts, chapter 27, and we're going to read from verse 21 
to give you um, some context on what's going on here, Paul was in prison in Jerusalem and then he was put on a ship and sent to Rome to face trial before Caesar. And it was on the ship that um, he had a prophetic inclination that if they continued to sail, there was going to be uh, tragedy or danger. But the, he warned them, they wouldn't listen to him. And so the ship did. It, it ran into danger, bad weather hit them, um, but it was a storm of note. I mean, uh, it says in Acts 27 that they were, for days, they were without sun or stars. Uh, the storm was so hectic that they had to throw off all their cargo. They had given up all hope. They, it was imminent. Death was imminent. It was like they had no ability to, to save themselves any longer. They were just waiting for the inevitable. That's where we join the story in verse 21. It says the following, No one had eaten for a long time. Finally, Paul called the crew together and said, Men, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete. You would have avoided all this damage and loss, but take courage. None of you will lose your lives. What a word, hey? And I just want to speak that over you as well. Take courage. None of you will lose your lives, even though the ship will go down. For last night, an angel of God, of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me. And he said, don't be afraid, Paul. For surely you will stand trial before Caesar. What's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So take courage, for I believe God. It will be just as he said. You know, there were, there were 276 people on this ship. And while everybody is huddled in fear, they're expecting the worst, all hope is gone. Look at Paul. He's calm. He's confident, he's peaceful, he, he's able to gather everybody together, he's able to speak courage to them. And, and I believe, church, that this is a picture of how we should be in this hour. Um, and when I say, like, church, I mean you, you, you and me, in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in our blocks of flats, in, in our groups that we're a part of, this is, this is a picture of how we should be when, when everybody's expecting the worst and without hope and uh, do I have this virus or is this virus, uh, is this cough mean I've got the virus or will my kids be safe or will my parents be safe and people are hopeless. We, we should be confident, courageous, full of faith, calm in the midst of such a storm. And the question is, well, how, how was Paul able to be confident and calm in, in this situation? I mean, he wasn't like in his in this his own little bubble. He was on the same ship as everybody else. He was experiencing what they were experiencing. He was experiencing the rain and the salt water and the lightning and the storm and the 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 darkness that was that was coming on them. He was in the middle of everything, just as they were. Yet, we can see a completely different reaction from him. How was he able to to be like this? Well. I believe it was because he had the word of the Lord. He had a word from God. He, he, God had spoken to him. God had given him a word. And, and let me tell you something. When you have got the word of God, you have got everything. You have got, I mean, 
If you're going through a tough time in life, what do you need? You need the Word of God. You need God's Word to you in that situation. With that Word, you can face anything. You know, God's Word is not like everybody else's Word. It's like you can be in a, in a tough place and, and, and everybody can be like, you know, oh, don't worry, everything's going to be okay. And, but their words don't carry power. God spoke the universe into existence. When He speaks to us, when, when He declares something to us, there is, there is an impartation that comes. His words come with the power. When He says, don't be afraid, it literally, courage comes into us and, and fills us. Um, that's the power of the Word of God. When, when we're going through situations, when we're going through tough stuff, whether it's in your business or your family or whether it's COVID-19 or if it's sickness or whatever it is, what you need is to hear the Word of the Lord. You need to hear God's Word. When you have that, man, you, you have everything. You, that's, that's all you ever need. You, it's like having the winning lottery ticket. I mean, all you ever want in life is to know the word of the Lord. And that's what Paul had. He knew what God was going to do in his time. He knew God's instructions. He had the what God had said. And so he was able to go and gather everybody and say, guys, don't worry. God has told me no one's going to lose their lives. So take courage. The ship's going to go down, but you're going to be safe and you're going to be unharmed through this experience. And, and that's the power of of the word of having the word of God is, is that it fills us with courage. It fills us with confidence. It fills us with the ability to, to not only face uh, calm our fears, but, but to, to actually go and share courage and life with other people as well. So he heard God and because he heard God, he was okay. Um, in fact, no, he wasn't just okay. He was bold and he was, and he was courageous. But I want you to notice what else Paul had. Paul, when you read this whole passage, what you'll notice is that Paul actually also, he had real solutions to help the people around him. Um, he had clear instructions of, of what to do um, and how to save those people's lives. The, he had uh, specific instructions that were given to him by God to save those people's lives. And... Um, and, and so, so what he, not only did he have God's word, so he had courage and confidence, but he also had practical solutions on what to do. And, and this is what God does is, you know, if we can hear God, not only will our fears go, not only will be, we, we be able to impart courage to others, but we could also have practical solutions in this, in this hour. Um, and I want to ask you, like, what are, the, what are your instructions for this time? What has heaven told you to do in this time? Um, is it to that? Is he calling you out to go and help? Um, is he to go and help the city to reach out, to give, to sow, to empower, to to start groups online? What what is the instruction that God has given you in this time? There's two things that we need to do. We need to have the word of God in us. And we need to have the instructions of the Lord and, and, and know what God is telling us, specifically each individually, what He's calling each and every one of us to do in this time. So can the church stop COVID-19? Absolutely. Um, what we see here is, a, is, a, is this ship is in tragedy. There's certain death and disaster facing all these people. But Paul begins to pray. He begins to intervene in the circumstance. He begins to seek God 
And in the process of seeking God, he hears God, he has the word of the Lord, but he also gets practical solutions. He intervenes in the circumstance and all 276 people are saved. Um, and I want to say this is the power of the church in this hour, the power for the hour. Um, this is what the church is able to do. We're, you know, the circumstances that are going on around us, we can intervene, we can pray. The Bible says, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, I'll hear from heaven and I will heal their land. We need healing right now. And the onus is not on the world to try and solve it, but on the church to humble ourselves and pray and seek God. And then we will see God move and heal the land. This is not God's judge. COVID-19 is not God's judgment on the earth. This is the, the just, this is the result of us living in a fallen world, or this has got some sort of demonic agenda behind it. And if anybody can stop COVID-19, it is the church. Jesus said this in, in Matthew chapter 16. He said, behold, I give you uh, the keys of the kingdom and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. In fact, I love the way the, the Passion Translation says it. It says, I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm to forbid on earth what is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth what is released in heaven. My goodness, that is tremendous <laughs> authority and power that God has given to us as a church is that we have the ability to change earth. There is this really, uh, there's this powerful statement and I don't know who said it, um, but it says this, it says that as the church goes, so goes the nation. And, and I really believe that's true. You know, all, all, all we need for evil to prosper is for good men to do nothing. God has given us authority. He's given us access to him. He's given us access to the angelic. Um, we are called to stand in the gap. He's given us authority over the enemy to trample over snakes and scorpions, over all the power of the enemy. He said that nothing shall by any means harm us. So we have got authority. We have got ability. We've got the name of Jesus. We've got the blood of Jesus. We've got the word of our testimony. Uh, <laughs> the church has the power to stop COVID-19. We have the power to see this thing stopped in our city. We have the ability to unite in prayer and, and to see this thing stopped. Um, if we would unite, if we would pray, if we would take out the scriptures, if we would declare them and believe them, we will see this thing stopped in Jesus' name. So do we have the power? Do we have the ability to stop it? Absolutely we do. Uh, just like Paul uh, was able to intervene in a certain tragic, possibly tragic situation, we have the power to intervene in this situation as well. Wouldn't it be great if, you know, in that scripture it says, what's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. Uh, wouldn't that be amazing if that was our testimony as well, that God has granted to us the safety of every person in Durban. Every person in our church, God has granted that safety to all of us because we intervened, because we sought him for the word of God. And so I want to ask you, church, in this time, if you are on this boat, who are you? Are you huddled in fear or, or are you like Paul and, and pressing into God, hearing what God is saying, allowing God's word to fill you with courage and confidence for yourself? 
and, and receiving your instructions to act in this hour. I really believe if all of us uh, hear God's instructions and every single one of us, whatever it is that w God is calling us to do, that we go and do that, we will see uh, the kingdom come. We will see COVID-19 stopped in its tracks. So I wanted to just encourage you with that word. Let's go. You, you need to hear God for yourself. I mean, even this, this, this is great. This is a good message, but it's just another message. But you need to learn how to dig a well and, and get into that place where you can hear God for yourself, where you can hear his instructions to you in this time. And I believe if all of us can do that, we, we, we're going to see this thing stopped in Jesus' name. So I hope this encourages you. And um, I, I, I want to just ask if you, you get the iConnect and... Um, join one of our online groups and we believe that God is going to do something awesome through this time. Even though it's a tough time, we believe God can turn this to our good. Church, I love you. May God bless you. May God keep you. May He make His face to shine upon you. May the Lord lift up His countenance on you and may He give you peace.